Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the exclusive home for Patriots Monday and Friday. And Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Austin. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of Fitzy and Heart is proudly presented by VA New England Healthcare. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES and learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA-CARE. Uh, getting there. Yeah. I mean, I look, I think right now our primary concern is Isaiah and his well-being. And, you know, our, our whole team's praying for him and um, just hoping that, you know, Things aren't as serious as they seem. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Good morning on this beautiful Sunday in late August. Welcome to the Fitzy and Hart program. Andy Hart here and uh, co-host Nick Fitzy Stevens will join us momentarily. But it is truly a good morning here in New England, here in Patriot Nation, as we uh, rebound from what was a scary night, Saturday night in Green Bay for the Patriots and the football world. Anyone watching who saw Patriots rookie defensive back Isaiah Bolden uh, taken off the field on a cart, on a stretcher, and the Patriots-Packers game suspended immediately with 10-29 to play in the fourth quarter. Patriots leave Green Bay with a 21-17 victory, but obviously, as you just heard from Patriots team captain Matthew Slater, the concern was about Bolden, his health status. Everyone had seen him lay sort of motionless on the field after colliding uh, with teammate Calvin Munson. Good news this morning out of Green Bay. Uh, and I'm going to read directly from the Patriots release that was uh, on Twitter about an hour ago. An update on the condition of Isaiah Bolden. Quote, after undergoing a series of evaluations and being held for overnight observations, Patriots cornerback Isaiah Bolden has been released from the Aurora Bay Medical Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where he was transported to after sustaining an on-field injury in the fourth quarter of Saturday night's preseason game between the Patriots and the Packers. Isaiah will travel with the team today 
We thank the medical staff at Aurora Bay Medical Center for their overnight evaluations, as well as the Patriots and Packers medical staffs for their immediate on-field response and care transporting Isaiah to a nearby hospital. And just uh, mere minutes ago on Twitter, or formerly known as Twitter on X, Isaiah Bolden tweeted out, Appreciate the prayers. More excited to be back with the guys. So good news this Sunday morning. Isaiah Bolden is out of the hospital, back with teammates. He's tweeting. And the entire Patriots travel party will now travel not to Tennessee, where they had been scheduled to hold joint practices with the Titans later this week, but back to New England, where they, it sounds like, will have a a more traditional training camp week before then traveling to Tennessee for Friday night's preseason finale against Mike Vrabel's Titans. Uh, Everybody, I think, was uh, pretty shaken up last night. If you were watching on WBZ locally, the reactions, the, the teammates on the field, the decision with Bill Belichick consulting first with Matthew Slater, who we just heard from, and then deciding to suspend the game. Um, I think with the very much support of Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, the league, the officiating crew, I think to a man, you heard everybody say one simple phrase, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to end the game. And I do think there is a tie-in to the DeMar Hamlin situation with the Buffalo Bills last season and um, maybe sort of reaction to that. I don't want to say overreaction. I want to say reaction to that, and maybe things are going to look a little different. And as Matthew Slater said last night, this isn't the AFC Championship game. They're not playing for records. It's preseason week two. They had had a very successful, productive week in Green Bay, a couple joint practices, and then three-plus quarters of game action. So it was an easy decision. But the most important thing is that you come out the other side with Isaiah Bolden, as I said, out of the hospital, back with the team, traveling with the team. Um, he's actually been a, a fun rookie to watch. I know Matthew Slater raved about him and everything he's brought to the Patriots as a uh, seventh-round rookie out of Jackson State and HBCU, um, competing for a special teams job and, quite frankly, competing for a cornerback job if you watched the game last night. A lot of reps for uh, Isaiah Bolden. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly we learn tomorrow when Bill Belichick speaks with the media once again, an update, I would assume, on Bolden's situation and the team's reasoning for not uh, heading to Tennessee, for not um, holding joint practices with the Titans in the wake of this situation. 617-779-7937 if you want to join the conversation this morning. 37937 on the text line. Again, this is Fitzy Hart on a now um, upbeat, I would say, Sunday morning. We're going to call this a Six Rings post-game show as we break down everything that happened at Lambeau Field because once we move past the Isaiah Bolden situation with his health status and the outcome that is as good as I think anyone could have hoped for, it sounds like at this point, um, there was a lot that took place on that field last night. There was a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of uh, starters seeing early action. Mac Jones was out there. Ramondre Stevenson was out there. I think there's some pros that we will talk about, and then there's some cons. And if you watch the game and if you've watched anything for about a month of football here in New England, you know the cons will deal with the two words, offensive line. And the offensive line is offensive at this point, continuing to have its scuffles. But as I said, we got everything Patriots on the table now that we've moved past, thankfully, the Isaiah Bolden health scare, 617-779-7937. And the one thing I did want to bring up, and I mentioned it a, a, a moment ago with the Bolden situation, 
was this this reaction because I think as Scott Zolak said on the TV broadcast, we saw it playing out in real time on the field. We had a camera zoomed in right on Matt LaFleur, Bill Belichick, when Bill Belichick calls over Matthew Slater. And I think as soon as you see that with all the players sort of grouped on the field around Isaiah Bolden, who's being treated by the medical staff, put on a backboard, put on a uh, stretcher, put on a cart and taken off the field, you start to, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna cancel this game. They're going to end this game, suspend this game. And I do wonder if this is a direct tie-in. Actually, I don't wonder. We know that this has to be, in, on some level, a direct tie-in to the DeMar Hamlin situation, which in its own right played out better than anyone could have expected. A little bit of a more long-term situation, but um, him back on the field this summer competing for a job and a roster spot and all that, it reminded me of the Corey Stringer situation um, back decades now with the Minnesota Vikings when he... Uh, passed away due to heat stroke and the reactions to that in the ensuing summers and training camps and they put a premium on paying attention to fluids and hydration and player safety and all those things and there were cooling tents on practice fields and there were mandated water breaks and and all of those things that were were immediate aftermath situation and then they started to fade and I, and I just wonder if this decision by Bill Belichick and Matthew Slater and everyone um, was a reaction to the the DeMar Hamlin situation and how this would play out next year or the year after because um, sadly and and I don't say this with any um, lack of feeling this is not the last time we will see a player carted off an NFL field where we we it's part of the game unfortunately NFL fields college fields it's a violent physical sport um, that leads to these situations sometimes, and, and oftentimes it ends up having a positive outcome, as it has this morning and last night with Isaiah Bolden. But the reality is they're going to come up, and I don't know if they're going to be suspending every game when they do happen. And again, preseason is different. Week two preseason, whatever you want to you know, sort of describe this game as. But I do think that it's interesting that it was such an immediate decision by Bill Belichick and Matthew Slater and Brian, maybe we can cue this up um, for for a little bit while later down the show, but talked about how proud he was of Bill Belichick, maybe the proudest moment for Belichick's leadership in Matthew Slater's 16 years with the New England Patriots and playing for Bill Belichick, the way that he took command of the situation and even deferred in a way to the NFL. When Belichick spoke with the media last night, he referenced that you know league decision, but I think it was quite clear that Bill Belichick spearheaded the decision to suspend this game and to do so so swiftly, um, I think, is interesting for a 45-year NFL coaching veteran who unfortunately has seen these situations before, um, why it was handled this way now. Maybe we'll get a mo- little more insight into that from Bill as the week goes on. Um, but I thought it was interesting and, and appropriate, quite honestly, in the world that we live in less than a year from DeMar Hamlin and everything that went into that. So I think the Patriots handled it really well. I think the NFL handled it really well. The Packers I think obviously the medical staffs handled it well. That's what they're trained for. Um, and then, you know, the outcome is what everybody, I think, wanted it to be with 
word this morning that Isaiah Bolden is out of the hospital, is with his team, and uh, we'll see what his football status and those types of things are because I do think he's an interesting guy that was making a run at a potential roster spot, practice squad, sticking with the team and the organization in some form or fashion. Um, and he was actually being highlighted on the television broadcast when he was injured last night for his various reps, and he was sort of at the center of everything, getting challenged by the Packers' offense and making some plays, giving up some plays, you know, the the sort of usual storylines of a preseason game when, unfortunately, the collision left him motionless on the field. As we turn to the other aspects of this game, uh, I'm looking at our uh, Fitzy and Hart. We do a lot of uh, show prep here on Fitzy and Hart, so... I'm looking at our show document, and one of the things that uh, was in there is uh, the notable reaction, I guess, to this Isaiah Bolden injury and the suspension of the game on Twitter based on bets. And people wondering, oh, my bets, oh, what's going to happen to my bets? You can't have legalized gambling and then just willy-nilly stop games. Stop it. Just stop it. What are you doing? First of all, if you have that much money riding on the fourth quarter of a second preseason game, you have a problem. Call one of those 1-800 numbers that they put at the end of every advertisement and bet you make. This was a man's well-being, a team's mental well-being. This is seeing a teammate and a friend lying on the ground motionless. If you can't be okay with your bet being voided, or quite frankly, I don't even really know what happens. I don't really care what happens. The, the point is there was a man whose health was in... Um, question lying on the field and if you have a problem with your bet uh, not going through because they didn't play the last 10 29 of the fourth quarter of a preseason game you need to um, you need to look yourself in the mirror in the twitter mirror and i'm usually not a high horse kind of guy but that's ridiculous that people were complaining about what would happen to the gambling i know one person who wasn't complaining about the gambling aspect of it last night was uh the uh, the first name on the fitzy and hart program but the last guy to arrive nick fitzy stevens good morning Oh, good morning. I apologize for some technical difficulties at WGFY, our Cape Cod, Dennisport, WEEI affiliate as well, Andy. Good to see that you are bringing the energy, effort, and attitude from WEEA, our South Coast studios. And no, I was not complaining about the betting because, A, I'm a human being with actual feelings and empathy towards those that are uh, prone, injured, uh, in turmoil or strife, and I, I, I too can't believe that there were people clapping back at Patriots media, other fans, and more. Finish the game, bro. What are we gonna stop after every injury? What are we? Is this what's gonna happen now? There's bets on there. People paid good money for this entertainment. That's ridiculous, and I don't even want to further entertain it. And also, B, I'll point out that this week, the FanDuel Sportsbook Six Rings Podcast bet of the week on my behalf was the over, which actually came through. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> I would have won I if they had played feelings. the final 10-29, too. Packers would have scored, and I would have won. I, I know you would have as well, and you would have covered him. We'd be 4-0, but we are 3-0 and with a null, and that's not a big deal. That is WNBD at this point. Uh, Andy, thank you for piling us out of bay and taking care of the show while we had some technical difficulties for the first 10 minutes of, of the course, program Of course, it's what I do. No, so let me ask you a, a question, though. Let me it, ask you a question. It did give you a chance to sort of like clear the clear the pipes, get whatever was on, yeah. off, on your chest, off your chest as well, connect to your people, your people, not my people, of course, or just the audience at large. Um, we can sort of restart the program and get into the football aspects of things, but I would love to take a question from you before we throw it to Brian Frazoco for trending and carry on with our fabulous program. Do you forget the gambling aspect of it, though? Um, okay. The, the speed upon which the game was suspended I do think was notable. I do think has direct ties to Demar Hamlin and what we oh, witnessed. Most very last fall. direct, most very direct ties to what happened last fall. 
And I made the comparison to, I don't even know how much you remember the details of this, but when Corey Stringer died of heat stroke with the Minnesota Vikings. It was the early 2000s and an August day. He, uh, it was absolutely horrific. And I think that sort of changed the standard by which most training camp practices and double sessions are or were run. Well, short for a short period of time it did. And then they kind of got rid of a lot of the things that were put in place in the immediacy after of the Stringer death. There were cooling tents immediately. On every NFL field, there were mandated, scheduled water breaks, not by the hydration coaches, breaks, right? But they 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 were they came down from above, and then those all went away. I haven't seen a cooling tent in I couldn't tell you how long at at an NFL training camp facility. Uh, haven't seen these mandated water breaks anymore, and I just wonder because I, I don't want to minimize what happened to Isaiah Bolden last night. Unfortunately, what happened to Isaiah Bolden last night is going to happen again is going to happen somewhat frequently. It happens in football. A guy gets hit, he's on the field, has to get, you know, removed by a stretcher, whatever. Yep. Is every game is every preseason game would be my first question. Now in question as to being suspended if this happens. What happens in a regular season game? Is it a reaction and overreaction? And again, I don't want to minimize it, but I just found it really interesting the swiftness with which this was handled and is that just because we are so close to DeMar Hamlin's situation? Will this alter a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? Was it, is it going to be different in the regular season? I do wonder the, the, the ways this will be handled moving forward. Uh, I have a number of responses to that, but since we are, as they say in radio, up against it, and it oh, is time on. to pay the bills Damn. and catch people up on trending sports news, I will answer all of those. Thank you once again, Andy, for starting us off on the right foot and the right note as well here on the Sunday Six Rings edition post-game post version of the Fitzy and Hart radio show. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We welcome all of your thoughts on last night's Patriots-Packers preseason game, your immediate reaction to both the Isaiah Bolden injury as well as the swift nature of upon which the Packers and Patriots decided to cancel the game. I believe it was the right decision, but of course, that's just one man's opinion. We'd like to speak to many more fans throughout the course of our program as we are on until 12.30 this afternoon. But right now, let's catch you up on everything else in the wide world of sports with producer Brian Ferzoco, who is trending now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Coach made the right decision. I think, you know, that was tremendous leadership by him. And I have to say, honestly, that was one of the proudest moments I've had as as a guy who's played for him for now 16 years to see what he did. And there was no hesitation. New England Patriots captain, special teams leader, and voice of the locker room, Matthew Slater. A soon-to-be Patriots and Pro Football Hall of Famer speaking last night on behalf of the team in the post-game interviews, the media session following the suspension of the Patriots preseason game at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. The Patriots were up 21-17 to at the time with Green Bay driving, of course, as you may have seen or heard because it became the talking point of Boston sports and the NFL last night and well into this morning. Isaiah Bolden, rookie cornerback for the New England Patriots. Incidental contact, friendly fire on the football field, if you will, with linebacker Calvin Munson on a pass play. He jarred his neck. He lay prone on the field for several minutes. Both teams came out onto the field. Coaches talked. Matthew Slater advised Bill Belichick, who then went into counsel with Packers coach Matt LaFleur, as to what to do, and the decision to suspend the game was made rather swiftly, as Andy Hart pointed out in the first part of our program. And many noted last evening, and I believe that was the right decision, considering both where everyone's heads were after a very chippy uh, and physical week of uh, joint practices between the Packers and the Patriots. Obviously a chippy and excellent and entertaining preseason game last night that was revealing on a number of levels for both teams. And of course, this all comes in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin incident last year. We do not have to refer to it as a tragedy, I believe, anymore, Andy, because of course, DeMar Hamlin has recovered fully and is now taking part in training camp and should be on the starting opening day 53-man roster for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, This is the Fitzy and Hart radio program. It is a bit of a six-ring Sunday as we are, of course, doing a day-later post-game show. Uh, Not exactly the kind of post-game show we were anticipating, but we will get to our analysis of the game, the Patriots' offense and defense, how things went for them last night all week long, and so much more. We're with you till 1230 until Joe Wild takes you to Red Sox. First pitch, Game 3. Sox looking for the sweep today in the Bronx. The Mass Mutual pregame show, 1230 to 130, right here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEI. Thank you guys for joining us wherever you happen to be. Springfield, Rhode Island, our Cape affiliate, 96.3. The flagship, 93.7, and so much more. You can use the Odyssey app as well. And if you missed Andy Hart, programming and hosting the show for the first 10 minutes because i had technical difficulties why not use the odyssey app rewind and catch jumbo in the one chair yourself 
Andy, before we went to commercial break and trended, you asked me a question that had several parts. Did I find it curious, interesting, if not a bit unusual, that the trigger was pulled so quickly following the Isaiah Bolden injury, both teams joining each other on the field in prayer momentarily as he was strapped to a board, suspended, and then brought to a local hospital. The game was called off. Is this something we're going to continue to see more of potentially in the preseason or in the NFL overall this year? To that answer, I say no. Now, will there be an abundance of caution? Will there be precautionary measures taken? Will people tread lightly? Will there be hesitancy to continue with games because of what happened last December in Cincinnati on a Monday night that most people can still remember, not just vividly, but they can remember every aspect of their lives, where they were and what they were doing because that was such a horrific scene at the time. Thank God DeMar Hamlin's doing well. And thank goodness we got a positive update this morning on Isaiah Bolden, who's traveling home with the team. I think given both the sort of emotional PTSD football fans at large, especially the players and coaches, felt following Hamlin's injury in accordance with what a chippy week it was and the way the game was going, I think they felt playing the rest of the game could potentially lead to diminishing returns. And you have to think of the players themselves. They have not shaken the image of DeMar Hamlin down, one of their brothers, one of their colleagues, one of their fellow players, one of their warriors out there on the field last December. That image is indelibly burned into the minds of fans, coaches, and trainers, and players forever. And then to see someone, a young man, who's just trying to make the team as a corner, as a reserve, as a special teamer, to lay prone, motionless, and as Steve Burton told us last night, with his eyes closed for several minutes, that's terrifying. At that point, you've seen what you need to see. There's 10 minutes left. We're sorry to send you home early. I hope nobody feels that they've been bamboozled or hoodwinked out of a couple of bucks or 30 more minutes of entertainment and a bet, for God's sakes. But I think that was the right decision. But you will not see that going forward. This was a lot of extenuating circumstances that came to a head at that moment last night in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's certainly some of that. I am just reminded um, of a quote from, I believe, Devin McCourty um, during the George Floyd um, offseason of social injustice in the NFL when... Uh, I believe it was the Lions canceled a practice, and the Patriots did not. They practiced. And I believe McCourty, in that time frame, I don't remember exactly when it came, said something to the effect of, if you cancel practice today, what do you do tomorrow? Do you cancel again? Like, what is the value of canceling practice, and when do you right. know? Like, there's that weird line. You know, it's a little bit like um, 9-11, they cancel one week of games when is it appropriate to get back on the horse so to speak when is it appropriate to go back to it, it's sort of like the grieving thing everybody grieves in their own way when is it appropriate to go back to work when is it appropriate to smile to do these things and and I just I always wonder that in these tough situations and I do think that's where Matthew Slater is praising Bill Belichick as his proudest moment under his leadership because it is difficult and I also think in that situation the Patriots benefit from having Bill Belichick and Matthew Slater, quite honestly. I think uh, if Matthew Slater and Bill Belichick Pel- yes, yes, Bill Belichick and Matthew Slater say we shouldn't keep playing this game, I think everybody goes, Okay. Because you got forty five years of coaching, you got sixteen years of playing, you got a Hall of Fame like they could not be more respected a decision decision making group on the field. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
I don't know, if Kevin O'Connell says, I don't think we should keep playing, I think there's a chance the NFL goes, I think you keep playing. You know what I mean? Like, I think the cachet that Bill Belichick and Matthew Slater bring, the knowledge, the experience, the situations they've been through, um, allows them to do this. And I think that was part of maybe the consideration last night, too. Oh, 100%. The fact, see, I, you, you say to yourself, like, we, talk, we talked time and again on the post game, the podcast, and beyond in recent year. Why is Belichick bringing all these veterans back? Why did he spend that money on Devin McCourty last year? Why spend the money to have Matthew Slater come back again? $2.5 million for a gunner who may still not even have his top gear and has, has seen his uh, better days fly by. Why did they bring James White back before his unfortunate injury in 2021, cut short his brilliant career? It's because of moments like last night. You hope to never have to break the glass and find out what to do with that particular object in an emergency, but when you have to, knowing that you have somebody as collected, as cool and calm as Matthew Slater, who can immediately plug in to the vibe and tenor of the locker room and all of the players, not just 53, Andy, we're talking 90, plus all the coaches, and he can, if you will, put his finger up in the air and say, this is the way the wind is blowing and this is how we feel right now. Relay that to Belichick. You know that goes, how we feel in Slate. Slate goes, you know what? Right now, Bill, I think the guys are a little bit rattled. This has been a really physical week. I think we should call it. He turns to LaFleur. Matt, I think we should probably call this. Bill, you're right. You know what? We got what we needed to out of this week. Let's all go home safe and pray for this guy. So hundred uh, percent. It was the be- I, like I was so impressed by that, and and I know I don't think it's going to happen time and again unless God forbid, knock on any piece of available wood you can. That was actually in my head. That at this point you're going to probably see more conversations with the league, more leaders. You know there aren't there aren't if there were Matthew Slater's on every team, what a better league of professional football the NFL would be. But you will see coaches talk to their team leaders, their captains. And instead of just rushing right back into the fray, throwing the guys back out there, you know, a little bit rattled or maybe with their heads not screwed on straight because they just saw a teammate, a friend, someone they're competing for a job with go down and potentially be fallen to a catastrophic injury. Like, these are the conversations that need to be had. We accept when we sign the unwritten contract of watching football, playing fantasy, talking about it for a living, Andy, that it is a violent game, an extremely violent game, a contact sport. Like you said in the opening, these things are going to happen. They will happen again this season. They will happen again in the future. And people that play it, that watch it, that consume it, that analyze it, have to agree with it, like it or not. But there are better ways to handle it. And I think a little bit of a roadmap was laid out last night by Slater, LaFleur, Belichick, and everyone at Lambeau. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, I believe Matthew said they had to run it up the chain of command or something with the league. I wonder how it changes when you run it up the chain of command on September 28th at 4 p.m., the national game on Fox or whatever, um, how it's handled differently because... First you hear that annoying Fox piano music like, someone's injured on the field, we'll be back. Right, and so I just, I think it's, and then I want to spin this forward. So there's that conversation, how games will be handled. Now, the Patriots have decided not to fly to Tennessee not to hold joint practices with the Tennessee Titans. They will fly to Nashville later in the week for the preseason finale. Is that – I'm a little interested in that. Like, Oh, sure. That's a quick decision. Um, you at some point deemed these valuable, and now I know there – and we'll get into this probably later on a general level, all this debate as to fights, joint practices, two days, one days, no days, Andy Reid doesn't do it, who needs to do it, blah, 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 those the things. The New York Jets deciding to have one day, and then uh, and then Robert Sala, who probably was watching last night and said, I made the right call for my team, 
there's the whole incident this week where the Buccaneers and I believe it was the yeah, it was the Buccaneers and the Jets had joint practices lined up for this week, correct? And the Buccaneers traveled up to New Jersey, someplace no one northern New Jersey is not any place anyone usually chooses to go in the heat of the summer. They come up for two joint practices in a preseason game. The Jets canceled the second day. Yeah, there was some confusion as to when the cancellation actually happened and whether the Jets were planning for one day all along and this new belief that one day is the right number, two days not, because then you build animosity from day to day. But why do you think Bill was so quick to, especially given the positive outcome that came very quickly, why was he so quickly to cancel these joint practices? Is it directly related to Isaiah Bolden? Is it more directly related to the scuffles, the fights, the chippiness that took place in Green Bay? Like, I, I'm interested in, in sort of trying to peel back the layers of this onion that is them so swiftly canceling the trip to Tennessee. I think what you're looking at right now is the sum of all parts, like a cacophony of reasons, rationale, and outcomes that led to Bill Belichick and the Patriots deciding to cancel the joint practices this week. I'm sure he didn't just pull the rug out from underneath his former player and now coaching nemesis and rival Mike Vrabel and say, hey, you know what? Too bad. Uh, we actually have a, you know, we, we have tons of fans. People flew in for these. Like, we, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure he called him up and there was some organizational discussion. Your PR people at logistics and planning were involved. I think this is, again, out of an abundance of precaution now. Will, will we see? I don't even know what the state of joint practice is, is going to be because we've sort of joked about yeah, half-heartedly about how there have been all of these fights and look at all the chippiness and man, there's another clip going viral of someone, you know, throwing a helmet, haymakers, but people are getting really hurt. Like Mark Andrews body slammed a guy this week because he got frustrated in the heat of, you know, Maryland football between the commanders and the Ravens. Now somebody is out for a significant portion of the season and could have their career adversely affected because they have a rotator cuff injury. Do you remember last year, Andy? And what's weird is because the NFL does not have full jurisdiction over these joint practices, rather they are agreed upon uh, scrimmages, if you will, or you know gridiron affairs between teams, the NFL can't discipline anyone for anything that happens. So last year, I remember the outcry for Aaron Donald pulling someone's helmet off and swinging it wildly like a weapon. I remember, yeah, I think you remember all the hand-wringing and the pearl-clutching yeah. last year from that? If the NFL wanted to do something, they could have. He didn't because he's one of their biggest stars. That was very simple. So, the NFL so has could control they suspend of Mark Andrews for this as well this past Absolutely. week? Absolutely. They could they do should. anything they want. If they can, they can get you in trouble for what you do on social media, they can, get, they can get you in trouble for every breath you take and every move you make to steal a song line, right? Mm -hmm. So they chose not to because that's one of their great superstars. I firmly believe that. They can call oh, that's not our jurisdiction. You own the players. You own them. Otherwise, when I get in trouble when I'm at my house, I'm going to tell you it's not your jurisdiction. You always have jurisdiction over me. I have a contract with morals clauses and all these various things in it. You can oh, yours do has you moral clauses? Wow. It's weird that I haven't uh, triggered it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Considering how many times that you've towed that line on the Sunday shows, the podcast, and beyond, sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I see, I, I, I just think that what's what happened is these joint practices – which the coaches say they get so much out of. Bill loves them. Bill loves, loves the them. Like positives he gets, and, of it. Oh, yeah. And, and for Bill Belichick, the guy who, who believes that these are far more informative and far more productive for his team than the actual preseason games themselves, for him to cancel these preemptively in advance of going to, against a team that they respect and a coach that he obviously knows very well and yep. respects where they, you know, the iron can sharpen the iron, et cetera, et cetera. 
That must mean that he knows that things have gotten a little, uh, I won't say out of hand, but that the, the nature and the desired effect of these joint practices is now sort of a little messed up. Like, it's, it's not fully bastardized, but at this point now, like, the reason why they want people to be out there has mutated to a point that they need to either find a way to dial back and reconfigure, or they shouldn't do them at all. Now, you add the Bolden injury, and players maybe needing a day to sort of like, okay, he's good, all right, let me just, you know, write my, let me rest, let me recoup and write my mind to what I, what I commit to, what I have to go through to play this game, to compete at the high level I do as a professional, my family and my friends, let me let them know he's okay, that I'm okay. I just think there's a lot that goes into it. And while they probably could have gained a ton from the joint practices this week, going back to taking care of their own and then flying and just having a preseason game the way that it that it used to be, and I know joint practices have been around for a while, Andy. I know it's not just like a new development over the last seven to eight years. No, this is going to be its second death in 20 years, basically. It died yeah. in the early 2000s because of too many fights. Like, there used to be, I want to say the Chiefs and the Rams were some hellacious brawls, and I, I feel like that was really? a real big first. I, I, I believe Chiefs-Rams was, was some really bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it died for a while, and then it slowly came back, and now it was back to the point where almost everybody does at least one, often two, when you hear coaches rave about how valuable they are. I also remember that quote. Um, damn it, was it either it was either Ninkovich or Gronkowski? Give me liberty or give me death. No, not that one. Okay. Uh, very close to almost as famous. Where I believe you'll Gronk, shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, that one that's on the list too. I, Gronk or Ninkovich said something to the effect in a podcast conversation. Has Bill lost some control? I believe it was in relation that, to no. Matthew that was very Jude recent. That was on yes. the excellent Dan and no, Nico I know. show. Yep. And and I wonder has Bill lost some control? Because it used to be these players were scared to death to do anything in practice because they knew it was immediate ejection. It was you were in the doghouse. Blah blah blah. Shouldn't you be able to go to Tennessee against Mike Vrabel, your former player, who kind of a guy that's from the same world? And shouldn't been those two you a hard teams time recently? Yep. Shouldn't those two teams be able to practice and have players knowing, listen, you step out of line for one second, you throw the first punch, you give the first shove, you be the first a-hole, you're gone. And if you're gone, that could be your shot at making the roster, that could like hinder your career. I just feel like if the coaches had proper control of their players and proper fear and authoritativeness over their players... You should be able to hold joint practices and, and be quite comfortable with the environment that it'll take place in. Andy, to your point, too, who was that defensive lineman last night who kept getting um, like personal foul penalties? Sam Roberts. Patriots? Holy Sam Roberts. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just cut yourself, buddy? <laughs> but the, I know. Jeez, Andy, Andy's guy, too. And listen, this is one of those things, Brian. It's a, it's a valid point. First, I just want to answer that I do not think this is something that is just a Bill Belichick issue because John Harbaugh is another veteran coach, leader of men. Uh, respected voice league-wide and in the locker room in Baltimore, and his guys were acting ridiculous this week. That was Well, a, John Harbaugh has, has never had control of the Ravens like Bill Belichick used to have control of the Patriots. But is John that, is that, more, is that more is that an indictment on Bill Belichick or the modern athlete or the way the game is going or how competitive it's become to try to get the a place in the NFL, you know, the, the vaunted check and, you know, your jersey in the pro shop and everything else that comes with it, and that these guys are now using these showcases, the joint practices, to try to be the most physical force on the field, get noticed because it's so competitive. You know, Andy, I also wonder, because now the NFL's made the decision to keep it at 90 men until the singular cutdown, like, you have, a, it's harder to maybe get noticed because there's just so damn many guys. Remember, used to go from 90 to, like, 
80, 75, then, I think, yeah. Or 75, and then, you know, something, something, all the way down to 53 before yep. they built the practice squad back up. Now I think these guys are trying extra hard. Like, they're putting, they're going a little far, if not way, way too far, to get noticed by positional coaches, fellow players, fans, go viral. Look at this hard hit. Look at the effort this guy's given. Tempers are flaring. These guys are absolute warriors. It's 110 degrees under the pads and the helmets. And these are the natural re reactions, the combative overreactions to the conditions that these coaches have allowed their warriors to enter into and that they've fostered. So, I, yes, I'm not surprised at all that we feel like while we're not delivering full last rights to the joint practice era, part two in the NFL, at the same time, I do believe it is going to change. All right, we got to pay some bills. We'll come back in just a couple of minutes. These are our opening thoughts on the Isaiah Bolden situation as well as the Packers and Patriots' decision to not only call off last night's game with 10 minutes and 29 seconds remaining in Green Bay, but also, if you had not heard, the decision made by the New England Patriots and uh, the Tennessee Titans as well following the Patriots' lead to cancel joint practices this week coming up in Nashville. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, we will get into the game itself. Who was up? Who was down? What were your grand takeaways on both sides of the ball for the Patriots? And Andy, my goodness, did I see something in the first quarter of last night's game that I have been begging for for years? Did Bill O'Brien already prove his worth just a couple minutes into the first Mac Jones-led preseason game in the Bill O'Brien era part two? I think I did. And I loved it. Our takeaways, the ups, the downs, and so much more from last night's preseason game when Fitzy and Hart in the Six Rings post-post game show comes back here on a beautiful Sunday on WEEI. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WEI. We are right back to Bitsy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Bitsy and Hart on a beautiful late summer Sunday here in New England. We are Boston and New England Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. You can listen live at WEEI.com or the Odyssey app. Download it today wherever you happen to get awesome, awesome applications that play tremendous sports radio and podcasts and more, A-U-D-A-C-Y. The text line is open, 37937, and of course the socials at WEEI, at Jumbo Heart. And at Fitzy GFY, Andy, before we get into our reactions to last night's game, now that we had a chance to address the Isaiah Bolden situation, his health, 
the immediate ramifications for the team, the uh, near-term ramifications with the Patriots canceling joint practices this coming week with Tennessee, and, of course, what this will mean for joint practices and the NFL at large this coming season. I don't know if you happen to see this just a few minutes ago. A player I think you and I both uh, respected and enjoyed and would have minded seeing the Patriots maybe uh, take a flyer on this or another offseason. Uh, according to your old pal Rap Sheet just 20 minutes ago, sources veteran linebacker Miles Jack has informed the Eagles he plans to retire after seven NFL seasons and 617 tackles. Jack signed with Philly during camp. Now he hangs him up. Uh, it's, it's a quick shelf sometimes, even for guys like this who play at a Pro Bowl level, flash early. I think we're seeing more guys, especially like linebackers and people that are really in the mix, in the fray and on the front line, calling it a career sooner than later. And, you know, there goes another one who a lot of people probably would have loved to have had the career of or have on their team. I don't think that's a depth on the Eagles issue. I think that's a Miles Jack realizing, you know what? I can think straight and walk straight. I'm going to call it. Well, he's a different beast. And it is the, the Eagles are having some depth issues at linebacker. They've had some uh, injuries. I know when he signed with them earlier this summer, he was like immediately getting reps with the first team. Um, but he's also a guy that I, I read up on a little bit. He was considering which trade he was going to enter post-playing career when the Eagles called. And uh, I believe he narrowed it down to he's either going to become an electrician or a plumber. Um, so oh my he's a, God, a real American. God yes, bless him. A different beast. And some of it is, like he admitted, I have a lot of money in the bank. I could sit back and really not do a whole hell of a lot the rest of my life. But I want to go into a trade and be a real dude and all that. Um but the fact that these guys make more money now does allow these decisions. You don't have to hang on for one more year to try to make money, some of these guys, because they do have the benefit of, of falling back on if they're smart with their money, what's in the bank. And we've seen that for years now, and especially, as you said, running back, linebacker, like some of these positions where you know you're going to get beat up. And if you're oh, not just all in, you're out. just bumper car after bumper yep. car, yeah. And if you're not all in, you're out, right? Like the Parcells thing, once you're thinking about retirement at some of those positions, I think you're already retired. Like Chris, remember Chris Borland a decade yep. ago, San Francisco linebacker, very promising NFL prospect, calls it. He's like, yeah, no, I just I can't do this because it's going to hurt me long term and I really want to you know, live a full, fruitful and fulfilling life. Luke Keekley, who you know, we all saw have issues on field and – uh, after he endured like second or third on field, how about concussion. Andrew Luck? Andrew, yeah, Andrew Luck, and yep. he didn't even have concussion issues the way that Luke Keekley did. Andrew Luck was having issues with his knees and his calves, and he just like he's in the middle of what could be a Hall of Fame career. The guy was a perpetual playoff participant. It's a it's a very alliterative piece right there. Uh, you have to be it, though, fully invested in football, yes. like, you and I to. don't care what level, high school, like Pop Warner. You see it with kids, like, yep. If you, if you don't really want to do it, you can't half-ass your way through football. You can half-ass nope. in soccer and baseball and play right field and whatever. Football, you either want to do it or you don't, and it's very black and white. Exactly. <clears throat> now, as far as last night goes, Andy, just a couple minutes before we have to flip the script to the top of the 11 o'clock hour, but just give me uh, – let's, let's just do what we probably would have done at the top of today's show – uh, since we are talking mostly Patriots, we eschewed our usual start of the Fitzy and Hart weekend program segment. One of my favorites, who won the week? I don't think we're really concerned about who won the week now. It's more about how do the Patriots look? How's Isaiah Bolden doing? And what does the future in Foxborough look like football-wise? Just give me, uh, over the next minute, 
your general takeaway from what you saw the Patriots put forth last night, from starters all the way to the third and fourth stringers competing for jobs right up until Isaiah Bolden's hit? I thought I saw good competitive action. Obviously, we got our first taste of a lot of the starters, the Mac Joneses, the Trent Browns, the Bournes. Like, there were things to pull from those guys being on the field. There were pros and cons, and we will dive into the details of the ups and the downs uh, as we move forward here. But I think my biggest takeaway would mm-hmm. be Billy O'Brien. He was number one on my thumbs-up list on uh, weei.com. I thought you saw a preseason week two sampling of what the Patriots offense might be, could be, can be with RPOs and screens and motions and the different things that he brings to the table as a veteran coordinator. What we've talked about, right? Competency and experience that you just can't match. And that isn't just in comparison to Matt Patricia. I know that's the immediate direct comparison to what it was a year ago, but I just think in general you brought back confidence in your scheme confidence in your coordinator well now we need to get to can you play do you have enough talent can the execution be there is mac good enough but i thought you saw a good sampling of what uh, billy o'brien brings to this offense uh the same thing that i said the other day when asked on our airwaves and i said it again when i popped by the uh, laird and bradfo show yesterday morning what was the big difference between Wednesday with the Patriots starting out day one of joint practices hot and then faltering late, making the day at large mostly a negative for them versus Thursday when they came out on an absolute heater. We're hitting their assignments, opening lanes, protecting Mac, or at least a little bit better than they had the day before. Mac looks sharp, long passes over the middle, big catches. The difference is you now have, like you said, a competent and confident Offensive coordinator who has done this at a high level in multiple venues, in multiple leagues, in college football, on on several NFL teams, who will be holding his team accountable, who knows how to who knows how to counteract defensive schemes and adjustments made by the other team, as opposed to someone who's trying to learn the job on the fly in the middle of rebuilding a team following going all in for two decades with the greatest quarterback of all time. You couldn't be more right. I couldn't buy in more on this idea. You finally get to see just a taste of what it's like to actually have someone who knows what they're doing. No shots at Matt Patricia, but at the same time, he didn't know what he was doing. Now Bill O'Brien does, and I think you saw Mac Jones respond to it. You saw Kendrick Bourne come back to life. Remember him? We didn't have to put him on the shelf or nail him down to a board like he was last year. Like, sorry. You don't get to play this year because you've got an attitude. Now he comes out. He looks like an NFL receiver all over again last. So many different positive takeaways. And, yes, there are some negatives as well, and oh, yeah. we'll get into that. But, man, was I thrilled to see all of those things. And the three letters we have tossed around all day, it's E-E-I, G-F-Y, E-E-A, etc. No, RPO last night, Andy. When you saw Mac Jones run an RPO over the middle and hit, uh, I think it was second and 11, he hits one right over the middle to Kendrick Bourne for a first down. I know the collective blank yeah or sigh of relief or crack of beers across Pat's nation was palpable. Wasn't that a nice thing? Wasn't that nice to see? Like, oh, look at that. They're actually doing what Mac is good at. How about that? Yeah. Now, it may become overrated, and I think it's a little bit of a uh, um, low-hanging fruit for a lot of you and your people and all that. But You think it's a false flag of things to come? No. I just think it. too much stock can be put into it. Like, there's people that believe that the Chiefs fell in love with RPOs and it ruined their offense for a while and then they had to get away with it. Like, 
I think it's a tool in your toolbox. If it becomes too too much of a key part, I think it can be an issue. My thing is that I believe Bill O'Brien's toolbox is massive, is deep. It's like Santa Claus's sack. You reach in there and you're like, there's no bottom to this thing. There's so many tools in here. That's what I think is the beauty of Bill O'Brien. Exactly. We have gone from like, we have gone from like, shopping at a the really sad local grocery store to going to like a superstore that has everything in in ample supply and also they have just like last night remember when you used to be able to go to like the big box stores like your uh cost less if you will and your uh bj costco whatever bj's etc sam's club and there'd be people out giving you like yes. samples yeah. remember that oh Saturday, the golden the golden days of big box yeah. shopping pre-covid yeah. oh, so you could cool. eat a full meal <laughs> I Take Sometimes the kids. I wouldn't even go hey, you shot. want dessert? It's down in aisle eighteen. <laughs> I have a, by the time I got to the batteries that I went there to buy in bulk, I had already had like a sausage roll, yep. a small quiche. Then you're like, "Excuse me, is there a restroom I could use somewhere in here?" <laughs> oh my gosh! But that's what it feels like. It's so nice. Yes, I know it's not going to be all RPO. No, we didn't see everything last night. We have no idea how they plan to deploy Malik Cunningham. Uh, also, maybe did we not get enough of guys like Demario Douglas and others who shown last night? And hey, there was a booty call last night. Andy Excuse was very me? excited about it. Excuse Everybody me? tweeted all over it. Yep, that's what we're, that. I mean, print the T-shirts. I'll give I'll give part of the proceeds away to your charity of choice, Andy. But we saw a lot of good things last night. We'll continue to point out and harp on the good things we saw last night. We're number two of Fitzy and Hart keeps rolling here on WEEI. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.